Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all well. Okay, so today we're gonna go straight into it. I'm gonna remind you again. I feel like every other episode I have to remind you guys to please leave a review. I am so grateful to see the reach that this podcast has where majority of the listeners are from Florida, I'll be honest, but I see that we have different states that tune in North Carolina, Georgia, California, South Carolina, Washington, New Jersey, like it's all over the map and I am grateful. Like, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening and I am glad that you are here. Please do me a favor and leave a review, preferably a five-star review, okay? And I ask this so that way when others come upon this podcast they know that there is actually good fruit here that people are actually coming on and actually being inspired or actually coming on and learning something that this is actually good ground you know and so I will go ahead and get into the episode so this episode I'm actually very excited about because if I have been blessed to have understanding about a scripture that is so common, that is so commonly known or commonly referenced in church, it's like, whoa, this is what this really means. Like, it's so exciting. And so I am excited about this episode and I hope that you are just as excited about this episode and as excited about what I have to share and that you are in a position to receive what I have to share because I'm going to tell you this. I was mind blown, okay? And I'm just so thankful to God for opening up my eyes to see this. Like, y'all, I it's amazing. I was gonna say it's crazy, but I'm not even gonna say it's crazy because nothing, God ain't crazy. It's amazing. It is amazing, okay? So the common verse that I am referring to is the God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Let me tell you, if you don't know any other scripture, you know that one, okay? You will literally fill in the blank when it comes to that scripture because that just excites everybody, right? He's going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think. We love that. It's Ephesians 3 verse 20. That's where the scripture comes from, right? Now, we love to say that. And I'm very big on context. If you know anything so far, if this is your first time here, welcome. I am big on context. I'm like, listen, we love to grab, we love to grab verses. And we grab verses and we, we preach on these verses. And yet, we took the verse out of context, okay? So, in Ephesians 3, we have Paul who basically writes this letter. And really, he basically was telling the people about how 
this revelation that he got and how this mystery was revealed about how we are one body, that the Gentiles can inherit what was for the children of Israel and we are one. And so he was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing news. And I, I'm so thankful and grateful that God revealed to me this mystery about this oneness, right? And so in, in Ephesians 3, we have really Paul giving a prayer and he's praying that they will continue to increase in the knowledge of God. And so he ends the prayer with, and let me read it for you in the NIV version. He says, he ends the prayer and says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, okay? And so that's from the NIV version. In a different versions, which the NKJV, which is the New King James Version, which is the version that I am aware of when it comes to that scripture, which is, you know, I'm now unto him who was able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Okay, so we love to say, okay, God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. But finishing that thought, according, it says, according to his power, in the King James Version, it says, according to the power that worketh in us, okay? So I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, God, this is where the, you know, God can do exceedingly abundantly. This is where it comes from. But wow, it actually was a part of a prayer. Like, that's how he was ending his prayer. He was ending his prayer with that thought. And it said, according to his power, according to the power. So I'm like, according to, so God doing exceedingly and abundantly is dependent upon something, which is his power. So, and not only that, it says his power that is at work in us. And so prior to my study, I always thought that the scripture I guess it speaks for itself. It's powerful. Like, yes, God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that is at work in us. We will quote that scripture. We will recite that scripture. Okay. But I did not understand what it was really saying. I thought, yes, God would do more than we can ever ask or think. He would do more than my mind can fathom. But when it said according to his power, I didn't really understand that part but I still accepted it regardless of whether or not I understood it. So this time as I'm reading it, I'm like, according to his power, I'm like, that reminds me of the scripture of the talents where the men were given according to their ability. So God doing exceedingly and abundantly is dependent upon something. The scripture says it depended upon his power at work in us. So what does that mean? So this is what I got. This is the part I think that kind of blew my mind. It's for one, power in the scriptures, power even in the New Testament. There are different Greek definitions about power. So in this context, power means the Greek word is Dynamis, D-Y-N-A-M-I-S. 
And mind you, like power is also like in another chapter, I think even in the same Ephesians, the Greek word is like kaidos or kados, something like that. So power, the same word that we have in the English vocabulary is different in the Greek. They use it differently. They have different names. In this context, power means ability. It means inherent power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Okay? That's the definition of power. So this thing, it says that worketh in us. So then I'm like, okay, God. So then it's like my mind, now I start to write. I'm basically going to just tell you what I wrote down in my notes. I said, I think when we're given knowledge and then understanding and wisdom, we have power. But you ever heard this saying that's like knowledge is power? So actually, knowledge has power. Knowledge plus action is power. So the action part is the wisdom part, right? So in order to even apply it or to take action on it means that you have to have understanding. So there's knowledge, understanding, and then action, which is the wisdom, right, to apply. And you've applied it. That is power. That is powerful. So knowledge within itself has power. But knowledge that is applied, knowledge that is acted upon, is power. And so, literally, it's like, man, I feel like I started to get all these things. Like, there are some natural laws, right? There are things that we can do. There are things that, okay, we know if we do X, Y, and Z, that by nature, it's supposed to give us this sort of result, right? So God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his knowledge and wisdom at work in us. Meaning his knowledge and wisdom that is operating in us, displayed in us, active in us. So it is our duty. For one, it says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. It also says, in all thy getting, get understanding. It also says that wisdom is the principal thing, right? So all of this is necessary. Now, I talked about like natural laws, that there are certain things that we know that if you do, you know, you reap what you sow. Like there are laws that are natural. But there are things that if we have knowledge about, for example, going back to the, you know, you reap what you sow, we have knowledge about that. We have understanding about what that means, and then we apply it so we reap what we sow. So we reap good things so that we can sow good things. We have understanding about it. We do it, right? That's the power aspect that's in us. Now, his prayer was that there was things that he was asking that he wanted God to do for them. And he prayed it, and he ended it with God who was able to do exceedingly and abundantly according to his power. So his power being his knowledge and his wisdom that is in us. So it's all God's knowledge and wisdom. We apply it and guess what he's able to do? These things, these natural laws that we're able to have understanding about and apply, he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly, meaning that he's able to do things that are supernatural, meaning that we sow a seed and this one seed should produce this one tree or whatever, right? But 
because it is God's knowledge and wisdom, he says, I will do more than you ask or think, meaning that whatever was supposed to come out, I'm going to make it supernatural. Maybe it's supposed to take 10 years and I'm going to do it in one year. Maybe it's supposed to take 10 years. I'm going to do it in one week. Maybe it's supposed to take 10 years. I'm going to do it in one day. I'm going to do the supernatural. But it's all dependent upon the power that is at work in us, meaning that we must have knowledge and we must be applying his knowledge and so i don't know if that excited you as much as it excited me but literally i thought that was amazing because i did not know that's power there were different terms for power okay i i I can't even tell you what i thought power meant i thought it was the holy spirit if i'm being completely honest with you so that just made me feel like i just need to I need to seek for more knowledge. I need God's knowledge. I need your knowledge, God. And I need your wisdom. I need your knowledge. I need understanding about this knowledge. I need understanding about this information. Then I need wisdom, the ability to apply it. That produces power in my life. With that power that's working in me, that's active in me, the knowledge and the action, You're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Thank you, God. Excuse me? So it just, I don't know. I feel like when I was getting it and I was repeating it, it was way more exciting. I mean, I still feel excited. Whether or not you feel excited, that's your business. But I almost didn't share that. But I'm so excited about it that I just knew that I need to share this because you need to know this. You need to know what this, this stuff means. You need to know the definitions. And you need to ask God, God, give me even more understanding about what this means. What does this look like for my life? What knowledge am I applying? What knowledge should I be applying in this season of my life? Because I am looking for you to do exceedingly and abundantly in this area of my life. And so show me what the laws are. Show me the principles. Give me understanding about it. Help me to apply it. Give me wisdom. So that I can see you do exceedingly and abundantly in this area of my life. You have knowledge about investments. You have understanding about investments. God will give you wisdom about how to apply this knowledge that you have. Trust that he will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So what you thought you were going to get, he's going to do beyond that. He's going to give you supernatural results. But you have to have the power at work in you. You have to have his knowledge and his wisdom at work in you. And it's not just in general. You have to seek for knowledge in the areas of your life. So you want a supernatural marriage. You want a kingdom marriage. You want God's footprints on your marriage, your kingdom marriage. You need to do your due diligence. You need to seek out knowledge about what does God say about marriage? What does God say about my role as a wife, my role as a husband? Then you have to get understanding. Then you have to seek for his wisdom. Now you apply this knowledge. So now you have knowledge and action. Now you have power. His power is now in you, is now working in you. And with that power, According to that power, so the more knowledge, the more wisdom you have, the greater the power. It says according to his power, the more abundant he can do, the more exceedingly he can do.
And I thought that was amazing. And I'm in a season where there are certain things that I'm just like, God, I need you to help me to understand this. I've always believed it to be this way based off of my environment, based off of teachings that I've heard in church. But the Bible says, you know, let every man be a lie, let God be truth. So God, what do you say about it? Because a lot of times we take what man says, and I'm not trying to discredit man, but sometimes if we did not have certain understanding, we take what man says without having our own discernments, not realizing that what they were saying, what they were sharing to us were empty words. We take it and we take it as law, never compared it to God, never compared it to his word, ran with it, got fruit, but not the good fruits. <laughs> and so I'm like, God, I don't see the fruit that I should be expecting in my life in this area of my life, I don't see the fruit that your word says that I should have in this area of my life. And this is my belief concerning this area of my life. This is what I've been told. This is what I've been, this is what I know. This is what this is how I've been interpreting the scripture to mean. God, what do you mean by this? That's how I've been in this season of my life. God, what do you mean by this? And so I encourage you to do the same. Life is too precious for us to be ignorant. Life is too precious for us to be so committed to something that we believe or have a certain idea about that is not producing the fruit that we desire to produce. And I mentioned it on a previous episode. I feel like I said something along the lines of people taught us things from a place of ignorance themselves. They did not have any knowledge, true knowledge about the thing that they were teaching us about. They didn't have true knowledge about God. And they taught from a place of ignorance and we received it in ignorance ourselves. And so now all we have is an ignorant idea about God that is not truth. So will you take your time? Will you be intentional about taking this thing that you've been holding on so dear to your heart that is truly not producing the fruit that you desire. There's no way that you should have a belief about God in a certain area of your life that is literally causing you to live in a place of anxiousness and be anxiety ridden. There's no way. I won't accept that. There's no way God is supposed to be the prince of peace, that we're supposed to have peace in our lives. And yet we have an idea about God. We have an idea about a certain area of our life, our finances, doing what we've been told to do, faithfully doing what we've been told to do. The only fruit that we've had is anxiousness. The only fruit that's been produced is a lack mindset. There's no way. That my God is a God of abundance and this teaching that I've been taught has taught me to live in such a way that I have a lack mindset and I'm supposed to just accept that. There's no way. And so I encourage you, there's an area of your life that you feel like you just have so much anxiety about. You don't feel peace up in that area of your life. There's no like fruits of righteousness being produced from that area of your life. And when I mean righteousness, I'm not just saying like 
what you think righteousness is supposed to look like, but true righteousness. You know the area in your life, there's no peace there. Your body don't feel good. You feel anxious. You know that those areas, that's not a fruit of life. That's not a fruit of righteousness. That's not truth. The truth should not make you feel anxious. Why would you be worried? Why would you be anxious if you have the truth? So if you're anxious and worried, that means you don't have the truth. Okay? And so, just like we're all on a journey together, okay? This is the Being One podcast where we embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. We are committed to doing better. So I'm exposing things to you. And as I expose them to you, my hope is that you will do your due diligence. And I am being a light right now so that you can come out of darkness so that you can come out of ignorance. And I'm speaking to us all because, you know, obviously I'm seeing it in myself and I'm confronting God and I'm, I'm saying, hey, look, this, I feel like I should do this, but something is holding me back. There's some mental block that I have that's holding me back. This is why, this is why. In the last episode, I was talking about, you know, being passive about certain things. And I thought that that was required of me as a Christian I thought I had to be passive like I had to be peaceful and I have to be you know agreeable okay so when I say not being peaceful I don't mean not being peaceful with other people because obviously God calls us to be peaceful the context in which I'm speaking of it's in regards to certain things in my life so when I go into prayer and I'm asking for things or I'm praying about things I have to be a bit violent <laughs> um, but if you know you know if you don't know you don't know maybe I'll expand on that in a different episode and God was like no you need to be violent you need to be assertive you need to set your boundaries okay so that is something that I had to learn I didn't think that was of God to do if I'm gonna be completely honest with you I thought that was being me and I had it all wrong I had to bring that forth and get God to change my mind about it and him going to give me the truth. And now I can say no, I can set my boundaries, I can be violent and I'm not feeling anxious because I know this is the truth. There's truth to what I'm doing. So get your power by getting God's knowledge and getting God's wisdom so he can do the exceedingly abundantly in your life. And again, that applies to all areas of your life, spiritually, mentally, socially, physically, your health, your fitness, your mental, your relationships, your friendships, your family, your children. Get knowledge, get his knowledge, and then apply his knowledge. And you'll see him do exceedingly and abundantly. All right, well guys, I thank you for tuning and listening. I am, well you know I love you, but Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed.